It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Friday afternoon. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for a full deposit match up to $100 instantly. We have a great show ahead of you. It is week three of the NFL. We have Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports wearing a dad hat, not a snapback. We talked a little bit about that pre record. We talked about the size of our heads, and Colby's wearing an Iron Man mask. Colby, you're coming off a three and <laughs> Colby, you're coming off a three and O day in the NFL. We bring on Jack to make his debut on Not Gambling Advice, and I'm coming off a four and two day. We're I am now 16, 5, and 1 in the NFL. I'm kind of feeling myself, and I love these picks almost too much. Almost too I much. I mean, it's coming the for you, Peter. Are you nervous? No, because I love them too much. What am I supposed to say? You're just going to keep the winning going. I'm just going to keep the winning going. But we did lose. I lost on Thursday night football. So there was my loss. Now I'm going to go 4 now. Now I'm going to go 4 Not only did you lose, Pete, everybody lost. Vegas yeah. cleaned up last night. 80% of the money was on that under. 350,000 bets per action network. So there's probably more than that. Oh, plenty 80% more. of the money. 80% of those 350,000 bets were on the under, dude. That's a, that's a good idea. Maybe just Fade the public no matter what you're thinking. Jack, how has the NFL season gone for you so far? No, I was going to say I was one of those on the under. I was on the first half under. First quarter looked good. And then, yeah, if you had any number under, you had a bad beat at the end there. But the NFL, it's been all unders all season. And I was like, no way Mitch Trubisky and Jacoby Brissett are going to come out and score 40 points. Brissett looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Trubisky, not so much. But the thing is, it did look good until a minute 41. And then Mitch Trubisky, of course, had to have his best drive of the season late in that fourth quarter, of course, just to put him in field goal range. But you know who I feel bad for? Because I don't feel as bad for the under, really. Who I feel bad for are the teaser people, the people who had Pittsburgh plus 10 and a half, the people who maybe had under 40, whatever. And that last second touchdown where the Browns just cradled on top of the ball where the Steelers tried to get it in the end zone on like you know the the doozy the passes behind I don't even remember what it's called did what you it see called? that it was the lateral play did you see yeah. that uh McAfee boost yeah like that's one of yeah. them where it's plus just 800 like, yeah. I, everyone I know had that that was that was tough <laughs> yeah, but it was now plus seven and a half yeah. but it's week three Sunday we're making our money back today we have Jack's picks, we have Colby's picks, and we have my picks. Colby, 
you're the one coming off 3-0. Then Jack will go to your favorite pick and we'll do it in a circle. And then we'll end with some props that you should play on prize picks. Colby, give us your first pick of the deck. Yeah, man, this this board is is extremely tough because almost every pick is a public pick. It's very one-sided on, on almost every single pick. It's almost hard not to have an unsharp pick, right? So my first pick, my favorite pick, it's not a word, but I'm using it. <laughs> Falcons money line plus 100. It's kind of moved all over the place. Right now it's a pick em. I got them at plus one, plus one and a half before. I got them at plus 120 money line earlier in the week. But, you know, right now it's basically a pick em. Everyone and their mother's on this pick. 95% of the money's on this pick. <laughs> and I don't care. I frankly do not care. I think the Seahawks had their showing in the first week, right? They beat the Denver Broncos. And I think that's about where their season started and about where their season ended because the Broncos have shown that they're not as good as we once thought. I think that they can develop to be better as the season goes on. But the Seahawks are a really, really not well put together team. It's Geno Smith. Come on. The Falcons, they've put together two really solid games so far. They lost to the Rams. They made a late comeback there. They did what the Atlanta Falcons do. They choked a game. They lost to the Saints. But I think the Falcons can put this one away against the Seahawks and cement themselves as maybe the second or third worst team in the NFL. I think the Seahawks are the worst. So Falcons money line plus 100. See, this is why this week is so tough. Because at the beginning of the week, if you were sharp and you jumped on some things early, for example, a lot of sharp money was on Bengals four and a half, and now it's at six. You know, the Chiefs, for example, like everyone and their mothers on the Chiefs. So I was looking to grab the Colts at maybe six and a half, but I waited too long, and now it's at five and a half. Like that number isn't as great. Colby and I were talking pre-record about Dolphins versus Bills. I was a big fan of the Dolphins at around six and a half. But now it's down to five, five and a half. That number is not good for me anymore. The only reason why I don't like the Falcons is the number because it is a home dog at the end of the day, or at least it's it's been flipping around there and all the money that's come in on the Falcons has made the number less appealing. Like I feel like in this spot, the Falcons aren't that much better than the Seahawks. Like they're better, but they're not. And the Seahawks are still at home with the 12th man. So that's the only real reason why I'm not jumping all over the Falcons too, because I agree with everything you said, Colby. I agree with everything you said. They're a better team, but at the end of the day, they're on the road and the NFL is tough. And sometimes you just get a team at home and Geno Smith throws goes nine for nine against the Broncos for no goddamn reason. Like that's just the NFL. It's impossible. So that's the only reason I'm not jumping on the Falcons here is due to the number. Jack, do you ever read on that game? I am the King Falcons better. The amount of money I've lost on Matt Ryan over the past <laughs> four years. The My favorite thing in the world to bet is Atlanta plus three at home and it loses every single time. So while I do, I did like plus two for Atlanta early in the week, like you said, now that it's pretty much a pick um, even money, I agree. Like, yes, you're betting against Geno Smith and not that great of a uh, Seahawks team, but it's not like the Falcons have this bomb squad of a team. And you have to understand, you're picking them to win the game. They are still 0-2, even though they've played two decent games. It's just, yeah, I wouldn't want to lay minus 130 with Seattle. It's a game that I'm probably just staying away So you're from. not on it, which is good, because yeah, you said that if away. you are on it, it's over already. The other interesting <laughs> bet that I saw is you can bet on who finishes with the worst record in the NFL. And the Falcons are plus 300, I believe, right now. The Seahawks are like plus 1,200. Um, so Seahawks plus 1,200 is an intriguing bet if you think 
that the Falcons are going to win this game. It's a it's a bottom feeder game, and sometimes you got to be a bottom feeder better if you're trying to make money. So Colby's bet is Falcons money line plus one hundred. A little bit scared. That would be the side that I would be on, though. I'm scared but, on every one of these picks. Exactly. You got to be scared to make money. I mean, scared money, you don't make money, or whatever the saying is. Jack, what's your favorite pick? So I have a policy in 2022 that I bet on good football teams because, like I said, I would hammer Atlanta. I was a big, <laughs> you know, crappy team at home getting six points. Maybe this will be the week. No. Obviously, I haven't stayed true to that, but this pick will follow in that notion. It's a little bit of a homer pick, or if you know me, I'm a big Ravens fan. 93% of the money is on us this week, but the line has dropped to two and a half from three. Every bad sign that you could have in betting is on the Ravens, but I, I really don't see a way that the Ravens don't win this game. Now covering the two and a half, maybe something sketchy happens, but I'm comfortable laying anything under a field goal. The Ravens have what people don't realize because of the, the collapse against Miami, an offense through two games that's as efficient as the Buffalo Bills, which is insane. Lamar Jackson has been as good as he's ever been, which is really exciting. People were obsessed with the weapons in Baltimore this year. Bateman is proving he can be the guy. And then, of course, you have Mark Andrews. The run game struggling a bit, but maybe Dobbins is back this week. So you, you kind of have upside there. It's the defense that I think people are going to focus on. You let two attack of Iloa throw for six touchdowns. It's never a good thing. The weird stat from the game is Marlon Humphrey left the game to start the fourth quarter. He, he missed 15 defensive snaps for Baltimore. The Dolphins scored 28 points. He practiced today. He's going to be back. They were down to, by the end of the game, it was Marcus Peters' first game in almost 20 months off a torn ACL and their sixth and seventh corner against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. That was really the issue at the end of the game. And Marcus Williams dropped his third interception of the day. If that happens, Tua finishes the game, three touchdowns, three picks, Ravens win by three touchdowns. And this line is five or six. Like New England just barely beat an awful Pittsburgh team, which was just exhibited on Thursday. So I'm just buying into the Ravens are a much better team than New England. They went there once before they lost, but it was in a monsoon, 70 and sunny in Foxborough on Sunday. Clearly, I've done a little bit of research on this, and I know a little something. So I'm laying the three or two and a half, actually, now Ravens against New England. Jack, we're going to be on opposite sides on this one. <laughs> and so this is this is just good radio. Like, this is good radio right now. But we're not exactly on the opposite sides. I am on the Patriots, but I grabbed them at three and a half. And now okay. that they've gone to three, two and a half, now is where I'm staying a little bit off because the reason I wanted to grab the Patriots at three and a half is because I do think that the Ravens have a very good shot of winning this game by a field goal. So if you can grab Ravens minus two and a half, that's where I feel like it might land in this game. And the reason why I like the Patriots is if you look at the Patriots first couple of games, right? They played their first game in Miami against that Miami team who now looks really, really good. Like I think they can stack up with the bills. Like that's how good they are. And historically, in Miami, the Patriots don't play very well. So that's one. Against the Steelers, that defense kind of matched up well with the Pats. And then the Pats still won that game on the road where it's hard to play in Pittsburgh. Now, first game Patriots are back at home. And I don't have confidence that your Ravens can run the ball right now. Like J.K. Dobbins might play unsure. And I know Marlon Humphreys is supposed to be back, but I don't think he's going to be at 100%. I don't think a lot of the secondary is going to be at 100%. So when you look at Mac Jones, kind of the defenses that he's faced compared to the Ravens, honestly, it's not that close at this point. And when we're looking at kind of head coaches, 
I lean Belichick. I lean the home field advantage and I get the field goal plus the half. Like I'm going to lay that in this situation, especially because you said the public is hammering the Ravens. And earlier in the week, I saw this opening line and I thought to myself, oh yeah, the Ravens. But then I really thought to myself, I'm like, there's no way it can be that easy. So I first looked at where the public was all over the Ravens. Then we saw that line movement. I thought to myself, this is what I'm walking into right now. But to your point, at that price, like I'm not playing the money line here. I do feel like it's going to land on three. I think it's going to be a super, super close game. We also know with the Patriots, like when they're at home and they have game plan and they know the Ravens, like I just don't see them getting blown out in this spot. I don't see the Ravens overtaking them by a touchdown. Honestly, Jack, if I can convince you of something, you're a Ravens fan, right? Mm -hmm. You know how good the Ravens are in the first half. Like the Ravens, I think, are the most profitable team in the first half. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens go up early in the first half. I'm sure you can find a better line as well. And then full game, I just feel like the Patriots experience is going to eventually win out where they hold them to less than a field goal. But that's my problem here, right? I have them at three and a half. Is that good enough to give out as a pick because I got them at that price and now it's two and a half, three? Like, I almost feel like it's unfair, but I locked in Patriots plus three and a half. So what am I supposed to do, Jack? What am I supposed to do? No, because you don't want to give out Pats plus three and a half at minus 135 because I don't know if there's enough value there either. I I agree with you. Look, at the top of my whole spiel about the Ravens, I said – public's all over it it's probably not a great bet you're laying points in new england and you gave a plenty of great reasons like mac jones is exactly what tua is against a weaker defense and playing zone coverage and he can pick them apart i just i'm still hung over on the fact that every report out of training camp was how bad new england has looked offensively That's so true. now it'll be a battle of okay are the ravens as bad as the end of the game last week or are the patriots not as bad as training camp reports that's the thing about you know we're only in week three there's still yeah. a lot of discovery to to be had so i i feel you but it'll be fun to be on the other side of things exactly and so what i will say for anybody listening too if you can get the three line i am confident in that the two and a half line if it just settles at two and a half maybe it maybe you give me a teaser with something like that, because I'm going to have a teaser later in this. Actually, it's more of a money line parlay with two teams. So we'll get to that later. But I love the three and a half. I got it at minus 110. I got it a little bit earlier when I felt like how weird it was. And then now we're speaking on Friday and now it's three, two and a half. I would suggest, of course, it's not gambling advice. We know that. But if you were to get a three, I'm confident in that number because I do think that there's a strong possibility of it pushing. But if you get to watch football and you don't lose any money, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. I mean, that's the name of the game, right, Colby? It's all about the heart beating (laughs) at the end of the day. I mean, it's all serotonin release. That's what we're chasing, isn't it? So Jack and I just went back and forth. You're also a Patriots fan. What's your read on the game? How do you think it's going to go? My read on this game is I'm staying far, far away from it as a Patriots fan, but I do think that we'll keep it close. This Patriots team can keep every game close. We're going to control the pace of the game. We're going to run the ball well. Mac Jones hasn't controlled the ball as well as I thought he would this early in the season, but I think he's going to make improvements with a good week of practice. This Patriots defense at the end of the day is really good. I love the fact that Matthew Judon is going to play his former team because he's an animal and I'm sure you're sad to to not have him on your team anymore, Jack, but going back to what Jack said about the Miami dolphins, and this leads me to my next pick, right? If he does pick that ball off last week, Tua ends the game with three touchdowns, three interceptions. He's not, 
the 500 yards, six touchdown guy that, you know, that's the stat line is showing right now. And I am all about fading the Miami Dolphins after last week. Wow. All about it. You give me the, the, another square play, another total square play. Bills minus five and a half. How can you not <laughs> love this? How can you not love the team that that has shown that they're better than any other team in the NFL right now? They're dominating everyone. I mean, the line last week against the Titans was minus 10. What did they, they beat them by 50? It was like a college game. It literally looked like a college football game. It looked like Georgia versus South Carolina. Yeah, it did. It really, really did. And I think the Bills are going to manhandle the Dolphins. And I think Tua, yeah, he's going to have some confidence here, but Josh Allen it can keep pace. Tua is going to have to score 35, 38 points again to beat Josh Allen. And can he do that for two games in a row? I don't know. I think it's possible. But if Tua does it again, I walk away and go, okay, I learned something. But what are the odds of him doing that again? Bills minus five and a half. I can get behind, again, remember what I talked about at the beginning. I did lean the Dolphins. Like, I think the Dolphins, but at that number, around six, six and a half. Like, now it gets to five and a half, and now I'm just not going to touch it. So, I do feel like sometimes, like, maybe this line, like, the Bills can maybe win by six. And, like, some people lose money, some people make money. It's just, like, one of those lines that they got pretty accurately. Because I don't really see the Dolphins winning outright, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they won outright. Remember, it's really hard to play in Miami. That field gets real hot, especially in the second half. Like, you as a Ravens fan, you know it well. Then, Colby, you as a Pats fan, you know it well, too. Especially in that second half, it gets tough. Would I suggest maybe playing the Bills in the first half? Again, just because when you're in Miami, it's going to be tough. It gets hot out there. And these guys, like when you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, just you mess up coverage slightly and they're gone for 80 yards. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation right now with the Dolphins. Like I'm very high on this Dolphins team. I think they have a good defense too. I think this is going to be one of the Bills' toughest tests of the season so far. And if they crush the Dolphins again, I mean, just right in the Super Bowl because it's almost over. That's why it's like I'm playing the Bills. Basically, how you're playing the Bills is at their highest value possible, right? They just came off a dominating win against the Rams. They come off a dominating win against the Titans. And against that Titans team, it wasn't as bad of a score as on the box score because they did have that pick six at the end. And Ryan Tannehill is just not that good. I'm really low on the Titans, too. That's where I'm at. I don't know. I, I think if the Dolphins finish that game against the Ravens last week and they lose by two to three touchdowns. This line is much different. This line is more like seven, seven and a half, eight. It's not five and a half. But what I'm saying is that that's the point of Miami right now. Like this is now their third straight home game. And when the bills are coming in, like they haven't, they haven't been in this type of situation, but at the same time, Josh Allen historically has done well here. So it's, it's a tough one. Jack, what's your read on this game? Take the over. Last last week, I was tailgating in Baltimore before the game, and unfortunately, we don't have any sports books there, so I couldn't get the the bet down. But I was like, "It's forty four. Like the the Dolphins' offense can play. I know we're not big two believers, but like they can score points. The Ravens, obviously, as well. It's I'm, not a two and on guy. And a half. I'm a two and on <laughs> You're guy. A two and I, I'm, okay. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. It, it's fifty three and a half. So it's nine points higher this week, but. Buffalo, this is the big question mark. Xavier Howard's injured regardless if he plays or not. I still yep. think Buffalo scores 30 points. Can yeah. the Dolphins get three touchdowns? Poyer's out, I believe, or one of the safeties is out. The other one's questionable. Poyer's going to play, it looks like. But okay. yeah, the secondary but, uh, is a little banged up. Who's the other safety? Tredavious the other... White is also out. 
for White's first out. I think Ed Oliver is going to be out. Or is they're he missing this like week? three guys. Uh, and then they got two more guys questionable. I think the over is the angle in the game. Because I think of these, when the total is 54, would I get nervous? I, I think that Miami would be my bet if I had to pick a side. But six points when the total is 54 is like, I watch Big 12 football with Texas. The old Big 12 days, like you would be 12 point favorites when really that didn't mean the game was going to be a blowout. It just means there's a lot of touchdowns scored in the game. So six points, like Miami could totally be in it and lose 38-31 and you don't cover. So that's why I don't love the six points in this situation. But I also wouldn't like... I'm not putting Buffalo in any teasers, any money line parlays. Like, I just don't think the value is there. Yeah, like Colby, kind of how you're staying away from Patriots Ravens. I'm staying away from that game and just watching for fun because it's going to be sick. <laughs> like, I would also lean the over. Um, we've seen some kind of sharp money come in on both sides. Um, I think it's kind of split, but we've seen the total rise, which may basically means that the books are respecting the sharp money on the over a little bit more. So that probably would be my play too. But again, not going to touch it i don't need to i'm just going to watch it i'm going to have fun without betting it can you can you imagine that i'm going to have fun no, without props, betting props it. there's yeah. other angles to the game <laughs> exactly exactly jack let's move on to your second pick so this is the weirdest slate of the year because you've got four six point home underdogs which you rarely ever get yep. there's only one of them that i think is an awful team and like i said my, my policy in 2022 don't do it but I'm, I'm fading the Bengals until they show me something. And I'm all in on Joe Flacco against the AFC North. He owned that division for a decade. Cincy, it's, I think what's most problematic with Cincy is it's actually their offense that isn't clicking. Burrow's taking sacks, and it's not the O-line. It's, it's partially on him. And the Jets can get pressure. That MetLife turf, man, you want to talk about Miami hot in the second half, the 12s, all that. There is nothing scarier than playing on that MetLife turf. And I'm just really nervous about it. Now, you could say, like how we're talking about, you're buying tops and bottoms here with Cincy coming off of a loss to Cooper Rush and the Jets coming off a game they shouldn't have won. I don't know. I just think the Jets, I think the Jets might be a little better than people thought. And I think that since he stinks, so I can't play Wentz against the Eagles. I can't play the Colts, although I want to. Like I, I want to be on all these six-point home home dogs, but I'm just gonna roll with the worst of the bunch and ride Joe Flacco. Okay, so we're gonna go back and forth a little bit about that. You know what? Let's just do it now, because I have another pick that I'll get to. But let's just talk about my money line parlay because I have the Bengals in it. But again. I don't have the Bengals spread in it because what the Jets do really well is that they keep the game close, especially at home. That's the mm -hmm. thing. So again, this is another one of those lines, four and a half that has jumped up to six at four and a half. Love the Bengals at six, getting a little scared. So what I'm going to do, I'm just taking the Bengals money line, but I'm going to parlay it with the Vikings money line against the Lions. First off, and we're going to get to our props later because a lot of my props kind of sit within these two games. The Vikings, you're getting a buy low spot, in my opinion. With the Lions, you're getting a buy high spot. I think the Vikings, like you put the Vikings at home against the Lions at 1 p.m. where nobody's going to watch and Kirk Cousins just gets to sit in the pocket and dice up this terrible Lions secondary. I will take that all the way to the bank. The Vikings, 
They just played their worst game on Monday Night Football where Kirk Cousins is historically bad. I expected that. Like, I was on the other side of that game. I was all over the Eagles, made all the sense in the world because I do think that the Eagles are maybe the third best team in the NFL. Like, the Bills and the Chiefs, and then, in my opinion, the Eagles are that team. So I wasn't surprised about any of that. But that doesn't mean we jump off the Vikings because the Vikings still are a very good football team. And the Lions, you know, they've covered twice in a row. The public is back on the Lions. They're everyone's sweetheart. They're a hard knocks team. And I'm 0-2 fading the Lions spread. I'm 0-2. Like I'm 16-5 and to start the year. I'm 0-2 fading the Lions spread. I had the Eagles against them. And then in the next week I had, what did Washington. I have? Yeah, and Washington against them. Like, what an uh, lines beat the me commanders. Too. Like, me are too. you kidding me? Like, what are you talking about? But that's the reality of the situation. So I'm not going to deal with this spread anymore with the lines because maybe they do cover. I don't care. Vikings will win this game. It's the perfect spot for Kirk Cousins. Like, you talk about Kirk Cousins on Monday night. Look at Kirk Cousins against the Lions at 1 p.m. Like, that, he's the best <laughs> quarterback in the NFL. He's the best quarterback in the All NFL. Hall of Famer. Justin Jefferson is going to have his way. Like we just saw him kind of get clamped by a really good Eagle secondary. Now you move into a Lions secondary, which is one of the worst in football. Give me the Vikings and the and the Bengals parlayed together. It's minus one hundred four. You could also tease them both to a pick them, but it's around minus one ten on the teaser versus minus one hundred four on the parlay. Give me the parlay. I'm in. So Bengals versus Jets again. That's why I could see the Jets covering that big old number of six. But at four and a half, I liked it more. Like, I think the Bengals win this game. This is a do or die game for the Bengals, right, Jack? Like, yeah. if you don't win this game, the season is more than over. No you team has ever Jets. made the playoffs after an 0-3 start. This is a all-out, on-the-line. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets cover, really. But I think that the Bengals definitely win this game. And then, of course, I think the Lions cover the spread. But in this parlay, give me those two. MetLife is... One of the worst stadiums in the NFL. But what I do know is Jets fans are beyond excited for this one. I mean, it is going to be a packed house. It's also one of the biggest stadiums in the NFL. So I think the Jets fans are going to show out in force. I think the Jets could cover. I'm staying out of this game from a spread perspective. But Pete, both my props are in this game. So There's also there's also a revenge spot here for the Bengals. Remember last year? Jets you had won that Jets. game. I had the Jets plus 11 and they won that game outright. Bengals remember this. They know. So it's combined with so many different factors here. The Bengals have to win this game. There's a revenge spot for them. And like, how are the Jets going to deal with Jamar Chase and T? And like, how are they going to deal with these guys? I mean, their secondary is awful. How are they going to deal with these guys? And like, Joe Burrow, if he has time, it's not like the Jets have a good pass rush. He's going to well, have time. He hasn't had time. That's he hasn't problem. had time. And he's faced some defense with good pass rushes, not the Jets. Bengals should win this game. But again, to your point, Jack, wouldn't be surprised if they covered, though. Wouldn't be surprised at all. So that's where we're at. I have another pick. Colby has another pick. Jack has another pick. And then we'll get into props. Colby, what's your third and final pick? So it's it's actually two picks. Wow. But from the same <laughs> game. And before I get into that, I did want to take Jaguar seven. I just could not bring myself to do it. I won with them last week. Jags plus four. They shut out the Colts. I like them as a lean this week. I just can't do it because the Chargers, the Chargers, even Justin Herbert on what half half of his ribs, I think can still, you know, win by two touchdowns. But to my third and final pick, Packers money line plus 100. This line has moved down a ton. They opened at. Packers money line was plus 140. They were plus two and a half. 
Now let's move down some places a pick them. I wouldn't even be shocked to see the Packers favored against Tom Brady, which is crazy, right? Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are out. Evans is serving that suspension. Godwin is out. Julio Jones is highly questionable. Mm. And even if old man Julio hobbles out in the field, I don't see him being disruptive out there, right? So the wide receiver core is not going to be great. Is it going to be Scotty Miller? Is it going to be the Scotty Miller 150-yard revenge game? I I don't know. Maybe it is. But I think at this point in his career, Tom Brady does need some support, some life support, and Brashad Perriman is not that life support. So I really like the Packers to keep this game close. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and that's why I also really like the under 42. This line has moved down from 48 all the way to 42 because a lot of those injuries but I still like the under 42. Um, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I could see actually a big game from Leonard Fournette. So I like Leonard Fournette props this week. Well, yeah, Packers money line and under 42. Phenomenal. Jack, you did a, when you heard Packers money line, I'd love to hear your first reaction. Yeah, I I was all over Brady minus two and a half early in the week. And then obviously the injury news is not, not trended in the direction I would have liked it. And this line is screaming that Green Bay is going to win the game. So I I respect the pick. The only counter to if you really want to bet this game and you really want to just look inside and be like, I want to bet the Bucks. like Rodgers is a loser and Brady's like the greatest winner of all time. (laughs) And that is enough for me sometimes to just to just go. I just don't know if the Packers are good or not. I think their secondary might just dominate this whatever receiving core for Tampa but are the Packer is the Packers offense going to dominate the Bucks defense like I don't think the, so yeah so so I like your underplay 42 is now really steep I mean imagine betting the under on Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady at 42 <laughs> 42 points. it's yeah. gross but yeah early in the week I like Tampa and then just no one is playing so I, I, another probably should stay away. We'll probably just bet Brady and, you know, tweak gifts of him with seven Super Bowl rings. <laughs> I love that too. I'm Up a Pats fan. He's given me everything. <laughs> yeah. The, the, here's, here's kind of my read on the game too, because I think the sharp side is the Packers, but I don't fade Brady. I just don't. I either, I either pass or I take Brady. Um, so this is a really, really tough game. Um, but historically, Aaron Rodgers has not played very well in Florida, even dating back to those bad Tampa Bay teams. His record in Tampa Bay is not very good. Um, this is a really, really tough game. I don't know where to lean, but Colby, to your point, I would probably in this spot now lean Packers, but I can't bet against Brady. So what am I supposed to do? I'm handcuffed. I'm handcuffed, Colby. I don't know, man. All I'm going to say is Aaron Rodgers is immunized and Florida, <laughs> Florida's a place for him. <laughs> Phenomenal. So we got Packers money line and the under 42 for Colby to round out his picks. Jack, third and final pick. I I just can't. Whoa. Chargers are down to minus three. Is Herbert out? I think Herbert is going to be out. I mean, I guess at minus three, you yeah, I have yeah, Colby's, seven oh, you did in on the it. Jaguars. You did. Okay. Good for okay. you. They won't cover. By the way, if you've learned anything about sports betting, is whenever you get actual value, like Chase Daniel or whoever the backup in in LA is, is will Daniel. win that game by by three touchdowns. Yeah, like, he'll probably that's just how it seven. goes. <laughs> Who do I like? I think the Denver game is interesting. The Giants game on Monday night. The unders probably good there. 
I'll go with uh, I'll go with the Titans actually to beat the Raiders. Um, wow. I was on the Titans. They stink. Don't get me wrong. And I've said they've stunk for like four years running now. But the thing with Vrabel is he understands how to win football games. And in this spot, they need a win. They're at home. And Derek, can people stop trusting Derek Carr? I know he's a fine quarterback, but it's like the same thing with Cousins, although I bet the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl, is like you're just an idiot if you trust this guy. And it's the same. So, I mean, you're an idiot if you trust Tannehill. It's just gross. The board is gross. So I'm taking home home teams who are getting points, but I'll take them to beat Las Vegas. Last week was it. That's just who the Raiders are. They just lose football games, and the Titans win them. So I'll roll, I'll roll with the Titans. That's a real tough game for me. I have not a singular read on that game. I don't know who's going to win. I kind of like I. The only reason I lean the Raiders is because I'm so down on the Titans this year. Like I, yeah. my biggest under bet was the Titans under win total this year. I, you know, I in that football game versus the Bills, like I was like. In a betting perspective, the Titans are the right side, but I was so down on them that I couldn't go Titans. So I went under 48 and it pushed. Unbelievable. There was no point scored in the last 18 minutes of the game. I came out with a push and I felt like like a god amongst men. I thought it was the greatest push of all time, quite possibly. But in that game, again, the only reason I would go Raiders is because I'm so down on the Titans. But to your point, it's going to be a close game and you'd lean Vrabel over the head coach of the Raiders. And I just like Derek Henry looks old. He looks, it's not the same guy and they have almost no weapons on offense. Like it's a, it's a scary game to touch. Colby, do you have a read on that game? I don't have a read on that game, but I have not liked what I've seen from Josh McDaniels for the last four years, five years. He plays, pretty much just chicken shit football. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing sexy about what Josh McDaniels brings to an offense these days. And I don't think they're going to have anything special to throw at this Titans defense. So I think at the very least, this game is a one possession game. I could see OT in this game too. Yeah. I think an OT sprinkled (laughs) kind of, it's got to get my gears turning. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's go into my final pick and then we'll talk about our props. Eagles versus commanders. Give me the under. Give it to me. Really? Really. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, divisional unders, cash cow. The Eagles defense is really good. I know that they didn't show it against the Lions in week one, but they did show it in week two against a very talented Vikings team. And like, what is Carson Wentz? Like, how do the commanders win football games? It's by airing it out. You can't air it out against this Eagles secondary. It is a very, very good defensive team. And how do the Eagles win? They control time of position. They run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I think that's going to be on the, it's going to be a ground game. It's going to be a divisional under. Everyone is on the over, but yet the line has come down. I grabbed it at 48, even with an initial opening at 50 and a half. And it's came all the way down, even with the public on the over. And like you hear these two offenses, you see how good the Eagles have played. You see how good the commanders have played. You see Carson Wentz being second in passing yards. And that Jalen Hurts looks like the greatest thing since sliced bread. I agree. I think the Eagles will win this game, but I think it's going to be lower scoring than a lot of people think. I actually think it's going to end 27-20 in terms of the Eagles. So 
if you can get it at 47 and a half, I still like that too. It's going to be close. I'm not projecting like a 10 to seven game where it's like, oh my gosh, I'd grab the under, but I love the under in this spot. We know I can just go over the trends in terms of divisional unders, but it's a 56, 57% against the spread hit rate. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation here. All over this under, I love it at 48. I like it at 47 and a half. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think the Carson Wentz is going to have a terrible day terrible day the props would say that too if you look at how Carson Wentz has performed lately based on his props they don't like him today I think the Eagles are just going to run the ball and it's going to be a hard-fought game especially because the commanders are at home so I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles don't have a great day on offense but the defense is going to be there and I don't think that Carson Wentz will have a good day I'm going way under Colby does anyone actually go to FedEx field no (laughs) they don't they don't they don't yeah no 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 way I wish this was I wish this was at Philly because Carson Wentz would have the worst game of all time in Philly. But I like this under. I, lo- I actually love this under. That's actually a really high total. I think 26-13 is more like the score. Wow. So you're you're thinking – so you think the Eagles just kind of stomp them? Yeah. I think the Eagles too. I would lean the Eagles spread, but I think this total is just too high. It's too high for a divisional under with – especially all the public is on it. Like, I can't stress that enough. The public is on it, yet the line has come down. I've seen sharp money come all over this under and just drive it down. That means that Vegas is respecting that money, and I'm going to jump on it before it even gets to 47. Like, I got it at 48 again, kind of similar to Patriots plus three and a half. I feel like I'm cheating here, Jack. Am I cheating or am I good? No, I like that. I like that line. I think if you get it early, that's the name of the game. And you're teaching people – you got to shop for NFL lines early. They are the sharpest lines in all of football. And you saw that last night until the, you know, the lateral six, but people who got the 40 and a half early in the week were winning the Thursday night football under and it closed 38 and a half. That's not your fault. If you're a good better for taking it before the line moves the under in that game, I think it's a good call, especially with how many games are going under this season, these high totals, like, I just think this NFL season is so wacky. And when are we going to see something that wasn't predictive preseason to happen? So like everyone was saying the Eagles are going to be great. Look what they did in the offseason and Hurts is smashing. Same thing in Miami, same thing in Buffalo, the Chiefs. Like it just feels like everyone that everything talked about, everyone's assuming that this is going to continue through the end of the season, that the Eagles are going to score 40 points a game, that Wentz is going to score 40 a game. Like eventually the tide will turn on these things and divisional unders. I, I love taking. Awesome. So Colby, you have one more thing. Yeah, I do because I know that I have Jaguars plus seven. I'm you taking can't give Jag- that one out. You I'm taking do. Jaguars plus three and a half. Wow. You're telling wow. me. Wow. Okay. I love it. I love it. You're telling me that chase Daniel is only adding, <laughs> it's adding he's adding three and a half. Like no way, man, no way. I think the I think the Jaguars win this one out right now. Wow. Chase Daniel is not prepared to play football games this year. Like he he fully expected to just be the backup, be you know good influence on Justin Herbert. Now he's taking first team reps. This is gonna Trayvon mess up Walker's his, gonna be his, running uh, after him. Average snap snap costs. Like I think right now he gets paid like one point seven million dollars a snap in his career. This is really gonna mess with that, which is upsetting. It is slightly upsetting. So just to recap, I have the Patriots plus three and a half. Jackson Ravens minus two and a half. So 
Ravens what I would say three. is if you can find it, yeah, if you, yeah, win by three. You can find it at three. Find a three line, I would bet plus three New England Patriots. Like I can give that out as my official pick. Pats plus three, that line is available most places, but also two and a half, three. It's been bouncing back and forth. So you should be able to find three. I'll have that as my official pick because I do think that it's a push. But just so everyone knows, I got plus three and a half. Like I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> but I'm also on the under. 48 in commanders versus Eagles. Again, if you only can find 47 and a half, I would take it too. I don't think it goes over 47. If it gets all the way down to there, kind of similar to that pick. And then I have a money line parlay with the Bengals and the Vikings in a parlay. Jack, do a quick, quick recap of your picks, Colby. Quick recap, then we'll get into props. Ravens minus two and a half in New England. Jets plus six and Tennessee money line at home. Phenomenal. Colby? All right, I got the two picks that everyone and their mother and grandmother is on. Falcons money line and then Bills minus five and a half. Then you know my grandma move... texted me. She's on Bills minus five and a half. <laughs> she, she should be. She's, She's going like to make money. She's going to make money. She can afford your Christmas gift now. Packers money line plus 100 and then the under 42 in that game. And then I did have Jaguars plus seven. I put that one in early in the week because I'm now all the way in on the Jaguars bandwagon. I love the steps forward that trevor lawrence has taken chase daniel is starting yeah jaguars plus three and a half let's do it okay let's break into props but first remember to use code just baseball or code just gridiron when you download prize picks in order to get that full deposit match all of these will be available on prize picks might as well get some better value get some free money in order to play along with us Jack, we'll start with you on the prop side and then colby will go to you and then me and then we'll do a little bit of a circle jack what's your favorite prop of the day I will give you one that probably makes no sense, given that I took the Titans. Devontae Adams to score. He's really unstoppable. And even last week when he only had two targets, he still managed to find the end zone. I watched Tennessee give up three touchdowns to Stefan Diggs. Do I think Devontae Adams can do 33% of the work there? Absolutely. So I love Devontae Adams to score on Sunday. And if you don't think that after getting two targets, he's not getting a double-digit target share on Sunday, then either you don't believe the narrative that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are best friends or McDaniels is getting fired, one of the two. So I like Adams to score. I like that one a lot. Colby? He, Devontae Adams yeah. has scored more than 10 touchdowns in five of his last six seasons. He's already scored two this year. Can't, can't hate that at all. Cannot hate, hate that at all. At all. There is no football reason to not like it other than I'm sure other people will be on it as well, but there is not one football reason where I can say, you know what, Devonta Adams doesn't match up very well. He's one of the best receivers in football, and he is Derek Carr's best friend. And if the Raiders don't give him at least eight, nine targets, then Josh McDaniels is gone, to your point. Would you be inclined, like let's say, for example, the odds are, or for example, like prize picks also thinks he's going to score. So they don't want to put him on. Like, would you lean maybe receptions? Would you lean yards? Like how else would you play Devonte Adams in the spot? So his, the reason I gave it out is because I know on the, I didn't check prize picks, but on the books, he was like, uh, I think anywhere from 110 to 130. So I figured he'll be on there, but I would play fantasy points because I still think even if he doesn't score, there's still a route for him to get there. 10 catches, 120 yards, that should probably do it. So I, I would play the over on fantasy points. The the route with fantasy points is if you think the guy's going to score, take the over. If you don't think he's going to score, take the under. And if I think he's going to score and he still has the, the way to smash it, if, even if he doesn't score, then then I roll with the over there. 
Pete, can you uh, can you explain the fantasy points real quick for prize picks? Is it PPR or how does it work? Old PPR. So, for example, Devonte Adams is at 80 and a half receiving yards. That's what his listed is on prize picks currently right now at seven receptions. So that would be, let's say he lands on seven and gets 80 receiving yards. That's 15 points. And then with a touchdown, that's another six. So that'd be 21. That would be him going over 19 fantasy points, which it is listed. So if you think he's going to be around seven receptions, 80 to 90 yards, and you think he scores, definitely go with the fantasy score over because he still could. Like, let's say, for example, he has let's 10 say for he gets, 100 hits. Yeah, let's yeah, say he has 10 a, for 100 yeah. hits. Let's say he has nine for 110. All of those hit. And even, let's say, 10 for 90, that would at least be a push over there on prize pick. So I, I, I could back that play. I think I'm all over Devonte Adams, especially after he put up kind of a goose egg last week. This is a good buy low spot for him. I have no, no football reasons not to like it. Colby. All right. I got two. I got two here. My first is Michael Carter over 18 and a half receiving yards. This one seems really, really low to me considering he got seven balls in the opener. He got another five last week. What does Joe Flacco love to do more than check the ball down to his running back? I mean, Michael Carter is a really, really good receiving back. Um, and I I could see him going four for 34 here as kind of a floor. So I really like over 18 and a half receiving yards. The other play I like in this game, I didn't have a side on this game, but I think it's going to be kind of gross. So Joe Mixon over 17 and a half fantasy points on prize picks. So the Bengals have been having sack issues, as we know. That's one on the offensive line. That's two on Joe Burrow holding onto the ball for too long. So I think they're really going to put an emphasis on getting the ball out quick. That one means they're probably going to play up tempo. They're probably going to be running the ball a good amount, but I could see them running a lot of creative screens, maybe even getting Joe Mixon out of the backfield, running running or wide receiver routes. However, they're going to do it, but I could see Joe Mixon, you know, catching five balls here, 50 yards receiving a touchdown and then another 60 yards uh, rushing. So I could, I could see Joe Mixon having a really, really all around good game. See that too. I I, I would lean. I think you're right on about the game script. Like I think they're going to get it out as quickly as possible. Where do you see, like, how do you think that Joe Mixon is going to get those fantasy points? Because I can side with the Michael Carter. How do you think he's going to get it? Do you think he's going to be out of the backfield? Do you think he's going to be catching passes? Like, do you think, think he's going to score? Both. Like, just kind I of explain really think where you think both. the fantasy points are going to come I from. really think it's it's everything. Um, He's going he's gonna to mix it up. It's going to be like a Kareem Hunt football game, right? He's going to have four catches. He's going to be involved in the run game, obviously. I could see 60 to 70 rushing yards. Um, but I really see him involved in the pass game here. I can vibe. My favorite prop, Kirk Cousins over everything. So I'm going to take his fantasy score. Kirk Cousins, when he plays on 1 p.m. against the Lions at home, he's Tom Brady. He's Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking his over 21. If you look at props, like this is sometimes how I like to kind of read the game too because they're giving Kirk Cousins some pretty high props. So he hasn't gone over 280 yards passing, but he currently sits at 290 yards passing, around two or around 278 yards passing. So he hasn't gotten to this total yet, but that's what they're setting the line at for a guy like Kirk Cousins with a bad Lions secondary. Justin Jefferson should eat in this game i would also lean pretty much any justin jefferson 
prop you can get, but I think there's plenty of receivers also like Adam Thielen. I also really like too in this game. Like I just love Kirk Cousins to have an absolute day on a rebound after Monday night football against the Lions. Bad defense. Give me Kirk Cousins over 21 fantasy score because right now what you can find too when you're looking at like passing touchdowns, he's at around like two on books sometimes two and a half it shoots like that's just really really high he's at 37 passing attempts as well or 37 what is it yeah 37 passing attempts that's really high like these are just high numbers for him this is a perfect spot for him Kirk Cousins over 21 fantasy score what do you guys think I love it I love fading the Lions I said it last week that We'd fade the Lions until we die. You could fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times, fool me four times, Dan Campbell. I will yes. just keep handing money out. I agree. I'm a big Kirk Cousins. Jack, how does that how does that roll off the tongue to you? The thing I always get nervous about, because I agree with you, like he'll dice them up. They'll probably dominate a, a weak defense, but it's what is the angle, right? 37 pass attempts. He, he threw, I think, 38 or 40 on Monday night but 26 of them came in the last 20 minutes of the game. So that makes me nervous if they're ahead. Passing yards, he could be at 275 going into the fourth and he might not touch the field because they're already up 40 and they hand the ball off. They could hand the ball off at the goal line. Like that is where I get nervous about Cousins. My spot would actually be Jefferson over. Down week last week. And if you think Cousins is going to explode, I think Jefferson's the guy to do it. His lines will also be hyperinflated, but I would probably ride as over. And I think this is a great game for some of these prop parlays of a bring back with Amon Ra. Like if you think this game, if you think Cousins is going off, it's a great game script for him. And if you're taking anything other than Amon's overs, like week in and week out, he just continues to produce eight catches in like eight straight games, has a touchdown in eight straight games. So I think this is a perfect game play the overs on both sides, and you end up in a good situation. I, like an idiot, had Lamar over and Tua under last week. Learn my lesson. If you think the over is going to happen, play the overs on both sides. I think this is the go-to game for that. And that's just the angle I would go with Jefferson over Cousins. Who here's the my hell is here's who's going to cover him, though, Pete? Right. Exactly. Who's going to cover Jefferson? Jeffrey I mean, Okuda? Yeah, I mean, he – and I think he's a little bit banged up. Here's my thing also why I like the fantasy score, and, and to your point, Jack, I agree with you. Like, the Vikings could just go up huge. I don't think they're going to go up huge. Like, I think it's going to be a big offensive game. Like, I would lean the over in this game as well, even though um, I'm not going to bet the over. But I do think that it's going to be relatively close because I do think the Lions are going to get theirs. I don't think that the Vikings are absolutely going to shut them out. So I think it's the way I'm reading the game is almost like a – 30 23 type game where the Vikings kind of take it in the end off the backs of Kirk Cousins. Like, if you're ever going to take Kirk Cousins over props, take him at 1 p.m. at home. That's just that's a that's a Kirk Cousins masterclass. So, I think that he's also going to throw for a couple. Like, I think if you like Justin Jefferson to score, like, I think Adam Thielen will score too. Like, that, those are just a couple of touchdowns that are going to matriculate into points for Kirk Cousins. So, if he goes for 280 and two touchdowns like you're you're approaching that so that's why I'm leading his fantasy score because I just want everything Kirk Cousins I think he's going to throw for some I think he's going to pass for plenty that's why I'm all over it but Jack again we'll go back to you 
Um, so is that kind of your Justin Jefferson prop? Are you on that over? Cause then we can move over to Colby or do you have, I, I'll give out one more Cooper cup over, uh, Arizona secondary and that whole defense. I mean, you saw what Mahomes did to them in week one. I think the Rams need to get back into a better form and it doesn't really matter if the Rams are lo- You saw this last week against Atlanta. It doesn't matter if they're up three touchdowns down three touchdowns. Uh, the game is tied. The game is close. The game is far. Cooper Cup will get his targets, and eventually someone is going to like put respect on his name as the best receiver in football. I know he's not flashy, and all the corners don't want to say it, but like this guy had one of the greatest receiving seasons of all time that won Super Bowl MVP. So I just continue to ride him because the thing the books won't do, they won't put it over like 101 and a half, which you never want to be betting three digits receiving yards, but with Cup, He's consistently like he will have more games this year having 100 plus yards than not. So I just continue to ride cup overs. Hard to not like my guy Cooper Cup. I don't really know how that game is going to go because I do lean the Rams here, but I also they won't move it off three and a half though, which yeah. is telling you don't bet that game. Exactly, don't it's a don't bet that game. Play the props. I really like Cup in this matchup too. And just one other thing that I for, even forgot to say about Kirk Cousins because I was just so in love with the 1 p.m. thing. Just on an X's and O's standpoint for all my X's and O's people, um, Lions play a lot of man. And Kirk Cousins is really, really good against man. If we're looking at PFF passing grades, 90.5 PFF passing grade against man defenses compared to 85.2 against zone since the start of 2019. The Lions have the fifth highest rate of man defense over the f- first two weeks. But back to the Cooper Cup. Cardinal secondary is terrible. Like Cooper Cup's going to get his. I would lean his receptions, honestly. I think they're just going to feed him the rock. That's kind of where I'd lean on Cooper Cup. Would you like his yards? Do you like his receptions? What What do they have him at? I would guess it's probably eight. Maybe maybe it's even. Yeah, I think. Here, he, let tell me what you think that he's going to do, and then I'll tell you where. You should place your money. I love it. Based on what I, w- I would take receiving yards. If I had to guess his line, do they do? I would say it's probably like eight and a half receptions for one hundred one point five receiving yards. Ninety eight point five receiving yards, eight receptions. So you got to okay. lean there. Yeah, you got to okay. lean there. So if you're thinking eight nine, but you like one hundred one and a half, maybe you are leaning receiving yards. Yeah, I'm probably on the receiving yards there. I like it. So Cooper Cup over ninety eight and a half receiving yards for Jack Colby. Your last one. Yeah, do you guys remember those DJ Steve Porter mashups that they used to have on Sports Center, like when we were like twelve, like ten years ago they came out. There's one with Randy Moss where he's like, "Take the ball deep, take the top off the defense." And so, all of that, all that's to say, I was watching those this morning. They're amazing. Like everyone listening to this, go look up DJ Steve Porter on YouTube and just like have a great time. You're gonna, it's nostalgia. Um, there's one with. Ocho Cinco Tio, where they get their popcorn ready, and it's it's a plus. But Chase Daniel, what do you? How far do you think he can throw the ball? <laughs> you can get it over ten yards. <laughs> okay. Well, what does Mike Williams do best? Be bigger than everybody. Be bigger than everybody, and take the ball deep. Take the top off the defense. They're not going to do that this game. They're not going to do that. I'm taking his under fourteen fantasy score this week, which is an insanely high number to me, but I don't think, I think he goes four for 60, no touchdowns under 14. You, you should move to Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I need, I'm a Jaguars fan this year. Fully. 
<laughs> it's phenomenal. So my last one, um, because I don't really have like a specific lean on that Mike Williams prop. Do you have anything on that one, Jack? I'm I'm just kind of scared of that because you know, if they're gonna force it to anyone just because Keenan Allen is still dealing, but it looks like he will be back, which makes me like it a little bit more. But if we hear an injury report that he's not in, I get real scared of that bet. But if he is in, I like it a lot more. Jack, where are you leaning? I like anything under fantasy points when you don't think the player's going to score because he's it, now he's got to go eight for 80, right? To, and Mike to Will number. is not a possession wide receiver. Like he's not, yeah. he's not racking up eight receptions. I think I like it then. My last one. The reason why I like this under so much is because Carson Wentz is going to suck, people. He's going to suck. So I'm going to take his under 240 and a half passing yards. Let me give you some stats because I got this off PFF. <laughs> Let me give you some stats, Jack. You're talking about the, the second leading passer in the NFL right now. Don't the forget second it. second leading passer I'm taking is under, and I'm taking it way under. 240 and a half seems really low, right? That seems real low compared to what he's done this year. It's low for a reason. So Carson Wentz has enjoyed some very, very nice matchups against bad passing defense. You know what the Eagles have? A really good passing defense, and they have a really good pass rush. Wentz has earned a 72.3 PFF passing grade this season when he's not under pressure and a 45.1 mark when he is. And his yards per attempt dropped from 8.6 to 3.9. Again, the commanders have faced the Lions and the Jaguars so far. Not great passing defenses and not great defenses that can rush the passer. Eagles are a top five pass rush team this season. Carson Wentz ain't going over 240 and a half passing yards. It's low for a reason. Like, I think he's going to be around the 220 mark. I would take this all the way down to as much as they're going to give me. Like, I really don't think, I think this is a very, very bad game for Carson Wentz. And I think the allure of, oh my God, look at him. He's, he's doing pretty well. Nope, that ain't that ain't going this this game. Like, I think I I would take his under fantasy. It's at 15 and a half when he's a top five fantasy quarterback. Like, that's that's telling you something. And I'm willing to go that with my underplay because I don't think Carson Wentz has a good game at all, even at home. Colby? I don't even want I don't want to comment on this one because Carson <laughs> Wentz is gross and I have no idea what he's gonna do. Jack, are you in the same I, boat as Colby? I like I like the play. My angle that I would offer back, just another angle mm-hmm. for for those, because you think they're gonna actually get beaten pretty badly, but I get nervous, right? Cousins hit a lot of his overs because they're trailing and they're throwing a ton. Pressure rate, Carson Wentz leads to one thing in my mind, interceptions. And I think they'll you'll probably have an interception prop around even money. That one could be interesting. He's thrown a pick in the first two games this season after only throwing 10 last year. And then sometimes you just got to bet, right? Last week, you said Devontae Adams' grandparents are there. He's scoring a touchdown. You can't tell me there's not going to be some ridiculous Carson Wentz play against his former team that is all over Twitter on Sunday. Like, there just is. So that would be my angle. Could he throw for 80 yards and throw a pick? Yeah, we probably could both win. But I, I might ride Wentz interception. Oh, I'm going to ride Wentz interception. I love that well, interception. Unfortunately, play, it's just Jack. not It's not on prize picks because he's throwing one. Like, right. he's throwing one. So I will be on that with you on books. But at least on prize picks... His I think his, I think his line to start completions th- is 21 and a half. That to is start so this low. season, he was, I think, in the 100, like 199.5 passing yards. So you're telling me 40 yards higher. So you're buying in a great spot on the under. And 
Like the I can't say this enough. I'm uh, Eagles are my are my darling of the season. Like when I told you I had the Titans under win total, I had the Eagles way over nine and a half. Took it at ten. Like just hammered all of it. I think they're a 12, 13 win team. Like this defense is legit, it's legit. and they only get better as they gel more together. Because it's also a new unit. You know when they got that guy that cornerback from the Barry, Saints. Yeah. This is a new unit. And they just get better and better. They showed it in week two, and I think they're going to show it again in week three. That's why I love the under in this game, and I love Carson Wentz to suck up the joint. So I'm taking his under 240 and a half passing yards. Gentlemen, any leans that you're feeling? Because, you know, I was leaning Colts. I was leaning Bills. Now I don't like the line anymore. Were there any other games that you looked at and you leaned one way, but the number didn't go in your favor. So now you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to stay off. But someone else could jump on some of your logic and think to themselves, well, I still want to play it. Jack? I actually, this you love your picks. This is my least favorite slate of the three weeks so far. Like, I think I just think as the season goes along, the, the, it gets so sharp. And the more action on the books the more sharp these lines are. So it's really slim pickings out there. I'll say once again, there's four touchdown home dogs. One of them's going to win out of the four. So don't parlay all four of those one and four o'clock games. And a couple will cover though. That's the tough part. Normally I'd say bet them all one way, bet them all the other. It's just like it's anyone's game now in this high scoring NFL. But then there's so many unders. So it's just very confusing. I, I want to see more of the season play out. I think that's very fair. Colby, any any leading thoughts? Um, we didn't mention the Texans Bears game for the right <laughs> all the right reasons. I'm glad we didn't. Um, but what I did want to bring up is the Saints Panthers game because that's I'm I'm just confused by this line. The Panthers should not be plus two and a half. The Saints have been getting a ton of love in recent weeks. Like they were plus two and a half against the Bucks. They obviously lost by ten, but the Panthers last week couldn't even beat a a not great Giants team. And Baker Mayfield looked to me like a bottom five quarterback. Like he, he throws every ball off balance. Like he's about to get hit even in a clean pocket. So I don't have a lean there. I just, the line doesn't make sense. The Panthers should be plus five. I agree. That's why I must uh, love Carolina. (laughs) That's why the, yeah, that's why the Panthers are going to win this game for no reason. Like that. I, I love the saints Colby. The line scared the living daylights out of me. That's why I can't, I can't do it. I, but I'm not betting on Baker. No way. Stay away. I'm not putting stay my away. money on that man. I'm not Jack. I'm just not. This is the week of, last week he toasted this is you. The last week, week. stayaways for me. Yeah, a bunch of stayaways. But to recap, <laughs> Patriots. Plus but here's our half. 19 picks. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I have five picks. Yeah. <laughs> No, my favorite uh, at the beginning of the season. Remember, uh, do you follow like the Barcelona guys, like Big Cat? Um, it was like the first week of college football. And he's like, like, you know, I have seven picks. Um, you know, I love the board. And he comes back. He's like, I have 27 picks. <laughs> like, sometimes when you don't love the board, you got to play a bunch of things. Cause uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta shoot with, uh, you gotta shoot some bullets out there. So my bullets are the Pats plus three and a half that under 48 in commanders versus Eagles. And then that money line parlay, give me the Vikings and the Bengals. I might ride that one with you. That's a, it's a good one. It's a good one, I think. And like, if you're going to parlay, at least have you know, at least have you know, we we don't say lock on here, but I mean, I love them, I love them. <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Make sure to stay tuned for all the MLB picks and NFL picks across the season. Jack, 
thank you for joining us. Plug anything you need because you're yes. on a bunch of different stuff and you have a great show over there at Snapback Sports. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm doing some stuff with MSG Networks this fall, giving out NFL picks, doing some content for them. Those picks were, uh, I did like the Giants on Monday night against, but money line, and that line's come down. So yeah, check out some of that stuff. But you guys are crushing it. I'm big fans of what you guys are doing. So keep rolling. And look, the winners play well in the algorithm. So I'll see that face of yours, the big head too, as long as you keep picking <laughs> the picking the winners. Absolutely. Colby, anything else? Peter is not the boy who lived with the scar on his head. He is the boy who wins mm -hmm. with the scar on his head. I like that. More compliments coming my way. I'll take all of them I can get. So with that, thank you, everybody.